Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I'm happy that you are making time today to listen to this podcast of the Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. It's a part of the empowerment channel of Voice America, and that's the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. So welcome to all my listeners, wherever you are. There are many of you here in the U.S. state and in Canada, but there's also Um, women who are listening who are in Germany or in France or Italy and uh, even in Australia and China. Wow, so I'm so glad that this is a worldwide uh, group of ladies that is interested in talking and hearing and learning about retiring. So it's my great pleasure to present this series of talk shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for your next chapter in life. So my name is Maria Lukasen, and I am excited. Yes, I'm a certified retirement coach, and I help women find joy and meaning in retirement. And ideally, we do this before starting that next phase in life. But if not, you're welcome here, I'm sure. Our topics are great to help you even if you are retired already. So after working for 45 years, I am now semi-retired and I work only two days a week. So I have five days off. That's just the opposite from most people who work five days and have two days off. Um, Yes, so I am so glad to talk about this um, transition from having a career in a new chapter of your life. And I hope that what I do gives you a different perspective on retiring. And I want my voice, awareness, vibrant style, your chapter. So if you are interested in uh, talking to me, you can email me at maria at marialukasenhu.com. That's uh, how you can get in touch with me to find out about my new uh, free offer that I have. It's um, a planner. It's a vibrant retirement planning that can help you uh, structure your life, your next month's with uh, activities and things that you want to do. Um, so welcome all today. Uh, today's topic is about um, how you can transition in retirement and not have the the feeling of um, uncertainty on what to do and, and postponing things, delaying things that you really need to do. So we're going to talk about the myth of procrastination and how you can change that so that you have the feeling that you're more Um, involved and more productive in that next chapter in your life. So if you didn't catch last week's show, 
That was with Leslie Hurst, and we talked about how you can stay at home when you grow older. So it's a, making a confident decision to stay home, to live well, and to age wise. So if you didn't hear that yet, go back to the podcast host page and find it there. It's a great um, episode about that can help you make that decision on how you can do that. So today I want to welcome to the show the speaker for today. Her name is Jamie Gibson. Hello, Jamie. Welcome to today's show. Hi, Maria. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's so nice to talk with somebody about a common problem that many of us have. I know I I. I am somebody who often thinks of and then needs to do them in the last minute in a hurry. And then I'm still also a perfectionist. So I want to have it the best way possible. So sometimes it's working till the wee hours (laughs) to get (laughs) certain things done. And that's not a good thing. So um, when I um, saw the information about you, I thought, okay, this is a topic that I want to discuss because I'm sure it's not just me who has this issue here. So, listeners, ladies, I first want to do the bio, as I always do, so, and then we can get started on, on the topic. Ha! Huh. But that reminds me, actually that I also have an affirmation. And you know what that is. An affirmation is something that um, helps to uh, get better, to eliminate something from your life or to create something new in your life. Because you're telling your subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I'm aware that there is something I can do to change. So if you use affirmations on a regular basis, uh, your mind will change. So for this month, the affirmation I did choose was, I invest my time and energy wisely into tasks that will propel me forward and make me happy. So that's the affirmation for today. So that's kind of where we will be talking about how we're going to do that. So Jamie Gibson, this guest for today is a warm and insightful procrastination coach with a mission to empower women. Jamie owns journey to own journey to self-acceptance and recognizing her worth was a turning point that gave her the expertise to guide others. She's not here with quick fixes, but with a compassionate understanding that procrastination always has deeper roots. Her approach is personal and hands-on, inviting each individual to explore beyond daily checklists into the heart of their motivational challenges. It's her heartfelt belief that procrastination isn't just about poor time management. It's an emotional puzzle that she's adept at solving together with her clients. With Jamie, it's about connection and transformation. Her strategies are customized, addressing the psychological hurdles that lead to procrastination. She's here to not only enhance productivity, but also to nurture self-awareness and genuine empowerment. So, Jamie, welcome again to the show. I, You talked here in your bio a little bit that um your about your own journey so mm-hmm. what was it that made you decide and say oh 
I need to help other women or other people to discover how they can um, kind of resolve this issue of procrastination. Right, yeah. Um, well, the short story is two bankruptcies <laughs> oh, <wow>. um, caused <laughs> me to go into that. Yeah. So, um, oops, sorry. So what happened was I'm, I'm the kind of person that will be there for everybody, do things for everybody on time, all of that. But I kind of stink for myself. It's it's kind of like, you know, the the stories you hear about the really fantastic interior designer, but you see their house and it's like, what kind of job do you have? Because their place looks like a mess, right? That was kind of me. Um, after the second bankruptcy, I had to really get really honest with myself and see why, because I was also a treasurer for a bunch of different organizations too. So what was wrong here? And it was me putting off, this isn't necessarily a money thing, but it was me just putting off taking care of myself, you know, procrastinating that. So anything that had to do with me kept getting on the back burner more and more, or I could make up excuses. And when I went into all of my own discovery places, I found that my thing around procrastination is a feeling of self-worth, not feeling worthy of putting the time into what I need for me. So I would put it in for everybody else, but then I would also get resentful that I didn't have anything for myself. So once I discovered the self-worth thing for me, um, now when I hit some procrastination points, which I still do, we all do, it never goes away. It's just now I know how to manage through it. Because when I start to realize I'm procrastinating, I can stop and say, okay, wait a minute, what here is telling you that you, you don't deserve to have this or that you aren't worth the time to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's really great, too, as we go into this next chapter of our lives. You know, we've been most of us have been a certain character, role, whatever in our lives. And now all of a sudden we're going into retirement or, you know, we're going into empty nests or, or whatever the case is. So it's kind of recognizing who you are now because you have to find the ways to take care of you. And for me, with the procrastination and stopping myself from creating the kind of world that I wanted for me. Um, one of the things I did was I just, I really like music. I've always liked music. And so it's really wonderful these days too, because I can look at, you know, Paul McCartney, I can look at Stevie Nicks. They're still going and they're in their seventies and eighties. So what is it? Why am I stopping myself? Right? So that's the kind of thing that I, I use as my carrot that if they can do it, I can do it. Why not? Yes. Yes, I'm glad that you mentioned those famous people like Paul McCartney. Indeed, they mm -hmm. are in their 70s, 80s, I think, in meanwhile, all yeah. of them. And yeah. they are still uh, motivated and doing mm -hmm. things that they love to do. Yes, um, the transition yeah. from a career or work where you have your structure on a daily basis, um, work came first, family second most of the time, and then uh, what was time left over um, might be for you. And that often <laughs> was not too much left in a day. And indeed, yeah. there's so many changes. Not only are you um, not working anymore and have that, that routine is gone, that structure is gone, but also, uh, as you mentioned already, if you have kids, they might have now left the house to their own families so there's a lot that's coming together in a usually in a shorter period of time 
and um, to figure out then what is it that I can do uh, that all of a sudden um, is uh, something that you think of, but you don't want to think of either because uh, you have then to start making decisions and uh, doing things again. And it doesn't sound like um, retiring where everybody talks about, ah, you, you're having just a good time doing nothing. And th yeah. that's not really where we're at yet. In one mm -hmm. way, yes. And, uh, but on the other hand, we um, realize that we are still having an active mind, that we're still in good shape, and that we want to do something. And mm -hmm. then to find out what is it that I want to do, you, uh, you say uh, music. Sometimes it's something totally new that can help you to get started. But yeah, um, procrastination is a, a coping um, method, really, for when you are feeling not, um, not happy, you're bored, you are uncertain about what is happening, you are you have self-doubt. What can I do? How good am you? Mentioned self-worth. That are mm -hmm. all issues that we find after we leave work and we are sitting home with a cup of coffee and thinking, "What's next?" So yeah. yes, and it so gets scary. It gets yeah. scary about the what next too, because you know now it's it's kind of like you're in a way you have all these choices in front of you because you're not tied to that job anymore or you're not tied to being a full-time parent anymore. So what am I going to do with myself? But it's really easy to make up all those excuses to yourself and justify, oh, you know, I can't do it because of A, B, C, D, but that's just procrastination. That's nothing more than that. Yes, exactly. So can you help the audience, the ladies, see what is a common misconception about um, procrastination that we as older women should be aware of, mm -hmm. especially if you're still thinking we're active people? Yeah, well, we are active people, but yes. sometimes <laughs> some of us forget it, you know, yeah. and there's such a stereotype of when you hit a certain age you know, you're not as active and you should just be staying home and crocheting on the couch, you know, and if you do that, that's great. If that's what you love, fantastic. But that's not everybody. And so I've one of the big things with women of, of our age, when we're going into retirement or to that next chapter is um, the stereotypes that we've grown up with and heard that we can't, you know, oh, you're too old to do that. Or, you know, there's not enough time to do what you want to do, or you should have started 20 years ago if you wanted to do that. Those are not true, but they're stereotypes that we've accepted in our society about people once we get to a certain age. But like I said, what's different now compared to maybe 50 years ago is you've got all kinds of um, role models ahead of you that you can see that they're still doing things. I mean, women in their in their 70s and 80s are running marathons. That would never have happened when I was a little girl watching my grandparents. No way would that have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the misconception is that time's over for you and you just need to find something safe and easy to do um, because you, you missed the boat, you know, you missed the time. And that's just not true. But we do buy into it at times because it feels safer sometimes. Yeah. But it's, yes, yeah. it's not happiness. No. No, that's the thing. Uh, often we go for what we feel comfortable with 
because we um, mm -hmm. it, it's the easy thing to do instead of thinking, okay, my next chapter in life, it's not just going to be one or two years. It's going to be maybe five, maybe 10, maybe 20 or 30 years um, mm -hmm. of your life still. And there is so much that you can do. Sometimes I see uh, when people list activities they are doing, yeah, reading, watching television, and, and walking the dog. And then I think, oh, you know, did you live all your life? Mm -hmm. Be happy now to just stay home and do those three things. No, and, and I didn't mention the title yet for this uh, episode, but I loved it. It says, New Horizon, Mastering Procrastination in Your Next Adventure. And I love that word adventure because uh, it doesn't have to be really a big thing like uh, jumping off a plane or that kind of adventure. You can um, be adventurous by doing small things within your your community too mm -hmm. but it all requires you to take action and that's the problem for many of us so you say you know six types of procrastinators what are yeah. they tell us about it yeah working with my clients i've come to like and, and i didn't make these up there's when you look online there's probably a whole bunch of different ones but i pulled these six because they seem to be really relevant and cover a lot of ground. So the first one is called the active procrastinator, and they have a tendency to be the people that wait till the last minute to do things, um, you know, wait till two in the morning when something's due at eight in the morning and they and they get it done. They're running on that adrenaline and they get it done. But the problem is, is sometimes they'll suffer from the quality that they're doing or they just burn themselves out because you can't sustain that all the time you know, how you handle that. The other one is a passive procrastinator. And this one, she's more um, um, waiting for waiting for permission or waiting for uh, being told how to do it. I'll just sit over here. I don't want to bother anybody um, instead of just taking that action for themselves. Then you've got your perfectionist. And this one has really good intentions, but they need to have everything perfect because they so much... Um, define themselves by what they produce. Meaning, if I don't have the very perfect uh, book club tonight, it's just going to reflect on me as a bad person. And so they'll, they'll plan and plan and plan and plan and make everything perfect. But sometimes they plan so much that they keep putting off when something's going to happen. Then you have the uh, decision paralysis, and this one is mine. <laughs> um, you have a tendency to, you're really good at looking at things, looking at all sides of the puzzle, the, you know, doing the research, doing all the gathering of information, but then it's like, you can, you can do that, you can get all of your information together, you can do that for days and days and days, but you never really take action. It's like, nope, I got to read one more book about this before I do it. Or I got to take one more class or I got to talk to one more person and you keep putting it off, but you're gathering information. So it looks like you're busy. Um, then you have the strategist and this one has the tendency to be like the person, like I'm sure everybody has heard of people who are, when I make this much money, then I will do that. Or when I you know, when I achieve this, then I'll do that. But when the, let's just say they make the money that they say they're going to make, I need to make $50,000 before I start this. Let's say they make that $50,000. 
So now they should start that. But what they do is they push it off. It's like, well, you know, I've been looking and really I need $75,000. So they just keep pushing it off and pushing it off. Um, And then we have the one that is a little bit different. This one I call the rebel. And they're more like, don't tell me what to do. I'll do it when I want to do it. And so sometimes they get in their own way because it's like, I don't want to do it the way that you say I need to do it. So I'm just going to sit here and figure it out myself, you know, carve my own path. And that can be really great. But you can also, you know, shoot yourself in the foot because it's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. A lot of times there's authority issues there. And so they have a tendency to put things off just to make a stance for themselves. Wow. Yes. I can recognize a few of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't yeah, we all have. I think we all have a, an aspect of each of them, you know, at times for different things. But what I find is there's usually one that is the umbrella, so to speak, Yeah. Um, that you have a tendency to go to more. And like I said, for me, it's the decision paralysis person, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, when we started, I, I, I know that I put things off and then I sometimes uh, I run on late, like in mm-hmm. your first one. But on the other hand, your decision paralysis is same here. I can research and do my things online, find paperwork and, and uh, yeah, and keep looking at it, pros, cons, mm-hmm. what have you, and still can't make up my mind. Um, yes. So I would love uh, to hear from you. Um, traditional time management might not be what we're yeah. looking for. So what yeah. are some, um, we talk about the solution or maybe should we talk, what can well, trigger this? Um, well, this the time management thing isn't necessary. We're all different. So, you know, for somebody who's a perfectionist, maybe, you know, having a very detailed schedule, boom, 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 will help them get out of their procrastination. Whereas if you're a passive person, you've got that detailed schedule, you're not going to do it, or even the rebel's not going to do it. So these time management things are, they're they're presented to us as a one size fits all, but it's not. And then when you try it, and it doesn't work, then you just kind of throw yourself, you know, throw your hands up and sit down and say, well, yep, see, I can never do that, because I can't even handle the schedule. So it kind of innocently keeps you locked in that procrastination circle. Um, So that's why when I work with people, it's like once I can figure out what type you are, type of procrastinator you are, there are specific things that work for the six different uh, types that doesn't work for, you know, may not work as well for somebody else. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Uh Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the triggers of all this is, you know, you feel like you need to get something done, but then sometimes we will innocently pull one of those things that we see on the internet. Oh, the pompadour effect or pompadour uh, method, you know, it's 15 minutes, boom, boom. But that doesn't work for everybody. And then you just feel defeated and it just takes you down lower into that procrastinating and sometimes into like that sadness or depression too of my life. I can't do anything. I'm too old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That confirms and really already what you were thinking or why you were uh, in the first place not uh, getting the things done that you want to get done. So, yeah. um, besides that, uh, when how can we when we think about a task or something that we need to do? How can what can uh, how do we figure out? Uh, what is the trigger, the thing that is telling us, okay, no, um, are there certain things that we need to look out for to become aware of? Um, 
always question yourself when you're putting something off. Sometimes there's good reasons why, and there's legitimate reasons why. But when you find yourself saying that it's not time yet, or I can't do that, or, you know, whatever the the situation is, kind of take a step back and take a breath and, and really look at this and get out of your head. <laughs> get out of your head because your head's going to try to, you know, keep you stuck there yeah. and ask yourself, okay, is this really something that I need to wait to do? Or am I just afraid to jump out of the plane? And if I'm afraid to jump out of the plane, is this something that I really want to do? If, you know, if I wasn't afraid of jumping out of the plane, is this something I really want to do or not? And if it isn't, then you can just let it go. But if it is something you really want to do and you're just afraid to jump, that's when that's when you need to kind of like have that courage a little bit and take some baby steps towards getting it done. You don't have to like, you know, climb a mountain in a day, you know, nothing like that. I never encourage anything like that. And But take those little one step at a time. What can I do right now? What's the one thing I can do right now that gets me a little bit closer? And it can be something as simple as, you know, making a phone call. Okay. And maybe that's all you can handle today. Great. But at least you did it and you should celebrate it. And that should help give you that motivation and courage to do the next step later. Yes, exactly. That's the thing that we often look at it as something big. And mm -hmm. often it just is uh, a matter of making smaller size uh, yeah. mini tasks to get mm -hmm. something done. Because if you think, okay, now, for example, the holidays, and you think, okay, I have to get presents for all those people. And if you have five people on your list, and you need to think of what do you want to give them, that can be overwhelming for some of us. But if you start yeah. thinking, okay, um, maybe, okay, what is my, my budget? How much do I want to spend on it? And what can I give them? Some, some ideas. Where can I get this? So if you just write all those things down, that might be just enough to get you out of your procrastination and say, okay, first step, first step, next step, next step. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you know, what do I need right now? And sometimes I just need a popsicle. Okay, have a popsicle. Now what can we do to move forward? You know what I mean? You just have to break it down step by step instead of, you know, looking at the entire picture all the time. Of course, you need the entire picture because you need to see the map of where you are and where you want to go. But you don't need to be looking at the entire picture every single step. You right. just look at what you can, you know, what what piece you can buy it off right now that gets you just a little bit closer and a little bit closer. Exactly, exactly. So when I think about the transition that um, many women are in from having a, a, a career into uh, retiring, how does that uh, affect? Um, procrastination with um, their self-esteem, their self-worth, like you say. Um, mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that, how that uh, helps with... Uh, yeah, well, there's a couple things that kind of happen there because when you're transitioning from like the workforce to, you know, coming out of the workforce um, in that same way, we we have we humans have a tendency to define ourselves by what we do so if you've spent 10 15 20 years in the workforce doing something you've you've uh defined yourself as that person well now i'm going to go into retirement or be leaving the workforce and now who am i you know it's like i've been a mother all these years and the kids are gone now who am i and so 
sometimes that can hit our self-esteem because we we aren't recognizing we spent so much of our time defining ourselves by an outside thing instead of an inside thing. Do you know what I mean? That when we go into another role, we don't have a firm grasp on who we really are as a person. And so that will bring our self-esteem down because you've been working all this time. You've been getting accolades from work or you've been getting, you know, recognitions or a paycheck. And that all affirms who you are as a person then, but it doesn't now, you know, or, or that's the way you looked at it then. Um, and so your self-esteem, I mean, it happens too when people get laid off. It's like, who am I all of a sudden? And and you just kind of sometimes go into a little bit of a depression because you don't know what you should do next because I've always been this. What do I do now? I don't know. And, you know, that's where I say, look at some role models. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, I love music. I am, I stink at music, <laughs> but I love listening to it. So these people are kind of like my heroes, you know. Um, and so find somebody who's a hero that you can just um, you can you can pay attention to their energy, pay attention to their motivation, pay attention to their excitement and passion and use that as your goalpost for yourself of what what can I do to have that same passion and that same excitement about life? Yeah, because they're doing it. I need to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's the. Uh, what is often overlooked that there are so many people out there uh, who are older as we are and who are still enjoying their life, who have great energy, and they also are passionate about something. So that's the word yeah, to figure out again, what can I be passionate about? Now mm. I'm not anymore doing my job, and hopefully you had a job that you really liked and where you were recognized and valued for what you were doing. Um, mm -hmm. But maybe the, this is now a new time to look for something totally different and yeah. do something something else. And that might doesn't have to go big ways. You earlier on mentioned something that, that triggered in me. You can be a member of a book club or a member yeah. of another organization uh, that has a board you can be a mm -hmm. part of that board either as the secretary as the treasurer whatever it is and that will give you a great activity to yeah. do on a regular basis to be involved in something that you enjoy doing and maybe from there you figure out what else you are yeah. passionate about yeah. and what you can do um for the next couple of of, of years if yeah. I mean, it could it could be simple, something as simple as, you know, maybe you love cooking or you've always wanted to be a cook. You know, I mean, I live with my father who's 87 years old and he's just taken up making bread. I mean, we've got so much bread around this house right now. It's crazy. But, yeah. you know, it's all of a sudden sparked some sort of passion in him because, you know, as he is he getting older, some of the things he was doing five years ago gets a little harder for him. So now he's finding something else that he's enjoying because he can't do some of those things he did five years ago. Wow. So that's the thing is find that thing. It doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be something that that gets you excited on a regular basis, you know, and it can be something solo if you want, like baking yeah. bread, mm -hmm. or it can be part of a a, a, a a club, like like you were saying, or it could be that you're building your own business for the first time. It can be anything as long as it sparks that passion in you that you want to do more. You wake up every morning excited about learning how to bake bread today. 
or a different way of doing something. You know, that's what's the important thing. And that's what pulls you out of procrastination. Exactly. Uh, that's um, often uh, because we have been so busy in our mm -hmm. life that we forget what mm -hmm. it was that we always uh, enjoy doing when we were younger, when we still had all those dreams. And uh, in mm -hmm. your uh, uh, high school, college, you had to make a decision. I now have uh, a friend who has a 14-year-old. She said she's worried about choosing uh, her career if she's doing the, choosing the right thing. And I think she's 14, 15 years old, and she's already worrying about if yeah. she's picking the right career. Then I think, okay, I had three careers. <laughs> in <Yeah>. my lifetime, <laughs> you know, you yep. start somewhere with at that moment is what you are interested in. But then maybe along the line, you might find something else that you can get passionate about if you would have the time and the possibility for it to do it. So that, that's what uh, what we need to need to look at. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing that I would love the audience to 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 get today that it is uh it's not the end when you are retiring there is a mm -hmm. new life in, uh in front of you that you can still do things that you are um yeah really passionate and happy about yeah and and one more thing if you try something that you think that you're going to be passionate about and you don't have it it's okay to let it go and find something else that you're passionate about you're not making a mistake because some people are like, oh, but, you know, I put so much time into learning this or into, you know, spending time helping these people. I just need to stick with it. And that's going to cause you to procrastinate even more because there's going to be resentment building up. You don't have the passion and motivation for it. So let it go and find the other thing that that really excites you. It's figuring out. Um, it's kind of like figuring out what's you know, you're you're changing your entire wardrobe, and you're no longer a classic dresser. Now you're a you know bohemian dresser, or yeah. your sweats and you know what I mean. It's okay to try these different things out. The whole thing about life is what makes you happy, and if you're being happy and passionate, you're going to then it's the ripple effect. All of your people around you, friends, family, whatever, or anybody that meets you in in the world. They see that passion and they're going to look at you as their role model because you're happy. Yes. And that's what we want to be. Um, the show is called Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Yeah. Yes, that's what um, I aim for my retirement. That's where I'm looking for. That's doing this radio talk show. It's one of the things that I enjoy doing. So I don't want to give this up because it's it's uh, what I'm passionate about, uh, mm -hmm. helping other women uh, hear stories and ways on how they can make their retirement or their next chapter uh, a different um, chapter that is more uh, purposeful and more happy, more meaningful. So you mentioned something earlier on about um, how you can combat procrastination and have a more uh, useful idea of being um, by using, you said, concept of positive intelligence. So how mm -hmm. would that help? Mm -hmm. um, positive intelligence is uh, uh, it, it, it's it's a it's a tool to use. Basically, what you're going to be learning how to do is to you've got these saboteurs in your head 
procrastination voices in your head of why you can't do something or how you have to do something. And so with the positive intelligence, you're rewiring your brain to be more of that blissful space instead of the, you know, judge beating you down. We're coming over here to the wise woman that's saying, you know, it's all good. And, and, follow your passion. So with the positive intelligence, when I use it, when I, what I suggest to my, my clients that I work with, with it is it's one of the things when you start to recognize that you're procrastinating on something, I really, really encourage them. And I do this myself at times. I encourage them to use some of the, the practices, you know, some of the tactical practices that helps you to get out of your brain for a little bit so that you can get back connected with your full body and then be able to hear that wise woman speaking to you instead of that ugly judge who's yelling at you to say no. So it helps at times too, because it's almost like it, it becomes like Pavlov's dog in a way after a while that you start to recognize that feeling that you're starting to procrastinate. And then you can pull yourself into the, that, oh, when I feel this way, all of a sudden I can do this and I feel better. Right. And then I can make those choices for myself instead of feeling um, paralyzed and like, or defeated, you know, uh, those saboteurs, those voices in our heads, just, they, it's all fear. It's all fear-based. And, right. you know, I yes. got my coaching certificate from Fearless Living. So I've got a really good, strong background with fear. Yes. And procrastination is fear. Yeah. So it's how, and it's never going to go away. It just isn't. But when you recognize how you procrastinate or why you procrastinate, you now have the tools to help you to manage it so that exactly. it's not controlling you, but you're controlling it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That, that's uh, what we really need to become aware, uh, recognize in yourself when you are having that feeling of, hey, I don't want to do this and why, and then have uh, something that can get you out of that to make that decision, hey, I'm going to do it now if it mm-hmm. has to be done. Or you can say, okay, it doesn't be done now. I still have, say, a week time. I do it tomorrow. But then make that appointment with yourself to do it tomorrow so that today you're not feeling bad about yourself because you are procrastinating. No, you made a conscious decision. I'm not doing it today. I'm doing it tomorrow or whenever you choose to do it. And that, of mm-hmm. course, is already a good feeling to have to say, OK, I did this purposely that I didn't do it today because I want to read this book or whatever else I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to go for a walk instead of sitting here and writing my letter or making this phone call. But yeah, you have yeah. to watch your your time schedule and not say, OK, I do this. Like you mentioned, uh, the day before you have to uh, to have it done, yeah. then that might be too late. Give yourself time, enough time mm-hmm. to to finish it. Yes, and also also learn the wonderful thing of good enough. That's oh, particularly yeah. for for procrast or for uh, perfectionists and for decision paralysis. Good enough. I mean, and that doesn't mean that you're not doing your best. But when we have those tendencies and procrastination. It just keeps us from doing anything. And what if if we go with the good enough, it's going to be better than you think it is, honestly. And people are going to think that, you know, you're some amazing, you know, savant or something. But good enough is a really strong um, um, 
mantra of sorts that uh, that I really recommend because yeah yeah we think it has to be perfect or we or we're going to make a fool of ourselves or we're going to fail no it's good enough and that's good and be okay with that exactly exactly because often we have higher expectations about us about Mm -hmm. uh, how we want to be seen as by other people and often those people over don't want to say overlook it some people might recognize it but a lot of people don't don't see how much time you have put into something uh that 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 you are um, are talking about or that you're giving or that you're doing so mm-hmm. um what is something you can uh, suggest to the audience that they can do right now um to to get over this procrastination uh habit honestly honestly the first thing and this is the first thing i tell my clients too is to forgive yourself for where you are because when you go into that procrastination you just get yourself stuck and you're beating yourself up all the time and it's hard to make progress when you're constantly beating yourself up so forgive yourself and accept where you are and what's one step one tiny step that you can take right now to get a little bit closer to where you want to be and it doesn't have to be a giant step. It can be a baby step. What's one step? And continue to forgive yourself and re- recognize you're human because you wouldn't do that to your best friend. You know what I mean? So treat yeah. yourself like your best friend in this whole situation. Yes. No, true, true, true. We're often harder on ourselves. We accept easier from uh, when we see it at somebody else that you say, okay, yeah, yeah, um, she's busy or she has so much going on or what, uh, whatever else is happening in her life that you say, okay, no worries, uh, mm-hmm. it's all good. But when when it happens to us, then all of a sudden we feel uh, feel bad about it. So, mm-hmm. um, do you have a tool or resource for our audience that mm-hmm. they could um, get from you on your website or wherever, uh, yeah. or by emailing? Because yeah. I think many women would appreciate that and uh, could use it. Yeah. Um, If you go to my website, it's jamiegibson.com. Up at the top corner on the homepage, there's a button for a quiz to find out which procrastination twin you are. It's based on the TV show Friends. I use the six characters because quite honestly, those six characters are the six types of procrastinators. So you go through this little quiz that's kind of fun. And then, you know, you you get you're identified as what type of procrastinator you are the most. And then you will be given a PDF will be emailed to you. You'll also be able to see it on the web page, but there'll be a PDF mailed to you that tells you what your strengths are as an active procrastinator who, you know, wants to be on the adrenaline rush all the time. So what are those strengths? But it also talks about the challenges of it and, you know, the problems that you have with it. And then there's four like four or five different tools that works for that type of procrastinator. You know, not not all of them are time management. You know, the perfectionist, there is a time management, but there's four different things that'll work for you specifically in helping you to to start to combat your procrastination because of your type. Yeah, awesome. I like that because, um, yeah, like we mentioned already before, we all have different pieces of those. And uh, it's just great to get some additional information and um, suggestions on what we can do to overcome that uh, um, objection 
of not doing what we need to do when we really have to do it and keep delaying things that we that we are doing. So um, I have to say thank you so much, Jamie, for being on this podcast today. Um, I learned a lot and I definitely will be on your website for my <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of my procrastinators. As I mentioned, I have a few, so I'm going to see what I can do that can help yeah. me in, yeah. in, in my life. Um, thank you so much for making time today and being on this call. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. And I just want to point out too, you can feel the passion from you doing this. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Yes, ladies, um, I'm glad you had time to listen to this uh, wonderful um, inspirational conversation with Jamie Gibson. I will uh, put a website on the host page so you can find it there if you didn't have time to write it down. So leave us a comment on any of the podcast platforms that you are listening. If you have any questions or any suggestions for a new show, please feel free to email me, maria at marialukasenhq.com. And uh, I would love to, uh, to hear from you. So for today, I say thank you for listening and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.